All right. Hello, hello out there in iPod land and my Facebook viewers and such. We stopped talking about uh, Leo. Uh, we'll go back over Leo here in a few. So in Revelation 5, 5 shows Jesus' action as a lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, do now weep. Hold the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has prevailed to open the scrolls and to loosen the seven seals. So this is showing his dominion and authority under his father. A lion is, of course, described in the Bible as being a mightiest of all animals. A lion, which is mighty among beasts, do not turn away from any. And that was Proverbs 30.30. And she goes on to talk about how he defeated and, and Regulus being the king star, which I'm describing now, um, and him crushing Satan and the constellation representing the tribe of Judah and crushing their foes and so forth in, in some of the verses. I'm not going to go over all this because we're just touching about what the third star, which is a Galia, which is found in it, uh, means exalted, exalted king. Um, so you got Regulus as the exalted king. So it's talking about Christ's coronation um, as king over all everything in the tribe of Judah. And it goes on describing the deacons and her cubs and what they mean and the Messiah and so forth and so on. She's talking about that. Um, it talks about Satan defeating him. Undoubtedly, Hydra sees a lion in pursuit. So the lion is after Hydra, the snake. Now, the raven represents mocking of his father and mocking of him. Uh, humans mocking. And it also represents the battle of Armageddon. So again, we see that it represents basically what they're saying. And him finishing his job. Now what does this have to do with an eclipse happening in Leo? Well, the Paul where Regulus was at, there was an eclipse over top of Regulus. There was a junction of the two. The star, the sun, and the moon causing a corona or a crown. A uh, eclipse... Solar eclipse is considered a judgment of the Father. Therefore, we're seeing in Judah the lion. We're seeing in its Paul it holding the sun. Okay. The sun is covered over and it's shown a corona. Now, what's in, in, in Italian, a crown means authority. It means corona, it means they use an Italian word meaning the crown of the sun or the outer surface of the sun. When you take that with the Paul and Regulus, the crown king star, is what Regulus means, is setting, setting a picture of the crown, the lion has been crowned. It means our king has now become crowned. He is a crown king, he's no longer a prince. Is what it means. And the king is judging a nation. So, who's he judging? He's passing over America. 
Now, I'm going to give you what America means. The name America, according to this in Latin, and they give it, and it's hard to read it. Let me go on. America is called America. America. Let's go in and type its name meaning. America means home ruler in English. It also goes on to say it's a unisex name for a baby. Its root is Emory or Amory. So they're saying that it's a coincidence that it means ruler. Mm, interesting, home ruler and is the English origin of America. It's a female name, believe it or not. Uh, is translated as queen. In Spanish, it means a country of great origin under God, a she, female. It means rich sea, high mountain, and exalted. Interesting. Um, it's interesting that America would be a high mountain, exalted. There's another name called Aaron, which means high, exalted name. Interesting. Um, so basically, they're saying this is God's plane. Okay, now let's go in and see what it means in Hebrew. Interesting. Believe it or not, brothers and sisters, we are all of Manasseh. The word America means Manasseh. And so let's find out what Manasseh means. Or Manasseh, as they say. Huh? Mach. Barai. Maharai means Manasseh. So the United States name means Manasseh. Ephraim and Manasseh. Manasseh. Think about it. Ephraim and Manasseh. The two sons of Joseph. So let's find out what Manasseh means.
Okay. Causing to forget. Okay, so Manasseh means causing to forget. Think. What have we forgotten? Ephraim. Let's see what Ephraim says. Ephraim, according to the Hebrew... Uh, let's see, da, 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 Ephraim. Doesn't say much on Ephraim, but it does say on Manasseh. So Manasseh means causing to forget. Forget what? Hmm, interesting to know. According to this means fruitful. So Ephraim means fruitful. Okay. And we know Manasseh. And we go down through here to find the name Manasseh. Causing to forget. Interesting that it would mean causing to forget fruitfulness. So we know Manasseh means... Causing to forget also means relieving from debt. Okay, so this is what we got as a reference. It means to let go or forget, but it also means to relieve of debt. Ephraim means made, made to be fruitful or made me fruitful. So there is our names. America means Manasseh. Interesting. According to this, this is the quote, he give Manasseh, Ephraim give Manasseh's name, meaning God has made me forget entirely of my troubles of my father's house. So it means forgetting of troubles going on. It means also to injure or tendon or leg. So interesting that it would have Manasseh. So America means Manasseh in Hebrew or Nasa, Nasah. Ha Nasser, the house of Nasir, or Manasseh. Who was Ephraim, I wonder? We'll never know. But it's interesting that it would make that allude, and we would have a sign in a constellation Leo show up.
of the king. Okay. Is this sign representing that he's going to forget us? Or is he going to forgive us? Think about that. Now, we have looked at the origin of America, what America means, and this sign happening above us. And then here we sit. Okay, so we talked about the sign in Leo. Which was a Regulus sun and moon conjunction. Which the moon conjunction was a solar eclipse. Which means judgment of nations. Okay, so now we can see where we're going to. Now, that happened in August, the, the month of Av, which means the month of the Father. The month of the Father, honoring the Father, Av. So, now we come to September. We come exactly the 23rd, 24th, 25th, around the 23rd to 26th. Now, you had, before that, Rosh Hashanah, and then after that, Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is new beginnings. It's a sliver of the new moon. In between that, you had this symbol show that was Virgo giving birth, the moon at her feet, the sun at her shoulder. She's holding the wheat. She has the stick, which represents authority. Then above her head's Leo again. And underneath Paul Leo going straight diagonal or vertical, you've got one, two, three planets. Now, each of those planets have a meaning, but that's beside the point. We're talking about a crown above the head of Virgo. And here we're talking about revelations with a crown of 12 stars. There was 12 stars in that constellation. Three of them. Being planets. Then you come down here where Virgo's at, in between her legs is Jupiter. Again, Jupiter's a king planet. It represents authority. So you've got authority up here as a crown of a queen. And then down here, a baby being born. Now, the interpretation thereof, the crown on the queen's head represents the nation of Israel. If you go back through the Bible, he talks about Israel as being his crown possession. And it, he always refers to Israel or Judah as being a she. So it's representing authority and crown head. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't represent the church. I'm not saying that. In this instance, it is representing the church in a way. It's representing our mother giving birth to us as a spiritual nation. So the baby. Or the crown prince you might say. Is the church. Okay. Then this entity up here is representing Israel. We came from Israel. We came. God. Made the, made the church in the nation of Israel. So we're birthed. Through that. Israel is our mother. Okay. That's the analogy. Here's a sign. For the whole world to see. <laughs> and it's it's across the expansion of the sky, and nobody but two or three people are talking about it. They're saying it means 
the rapture. They're saying it means this, it means that. But here's what I'm alluding to. Yes, it preludes to the coming of Christ. He didn't come on that sign. It was a sign to warn us of things to come. But it was also warning us of the days of Soros. Now, I'm going to give you another analogy. This happened three years before. It took nine months for Jupiter to come out of the constellation Virgo. Nine months. That's its retrograde. I don't think this was coincidence. I think it was the Father, our heavenly creator, telling us to prepare. Now, from here, as we read on the Revelations, there'll be another sign which we'll be discussing next week that deals with the serpent and Michael fighting. And I found that out on my own. I found it quite interesting that I went through the whole course of this dispensation of this whole circuit for this to take place. Now, we're just talking about the Virgo sign right now. It was for all the world to see, even though it was during the day. You can use Stellarium and it shows it. You can go back to that time and it shows it. It shows a, f a window of about four to five days between Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah in that section that it shows it. I mean, it's plain as day. And you're seeing this circuit as you go through each day. You see Jupiter go through the legs and out. And I'm sitting here, I'm questioning myself. I says, Father, what does this mean? And he keeps bringing me to Revelations 12. It was a sign that was given for the day of sorrows, the day that things are going to change. The shortening of the timeline, the shortening of time. Um, right now, we're living at a pulse. In a moment, we're living at a time of silence. There's nothing going on. Everything is at stop. Everything is at rest. Everything is just sitting. And nobody knows what to do. We've had three years to prepare for this, and here we sit. Now, I'm going to give you something else. Corona. Virus. They called it 19. Okay, you break it down, COVID-19, COVID translates into Aramaic as Hobe, we like to look at it as Kobe, but it's not, we'll touch on that here and why, so I'm going to stop here, give you a rest, and we will come back to our prophetic segment. Welcome back to Sacred Elohim Demolite and Pearl Ministries. Kim, local rabbi and minister here. Uh, we're taking a night of prophetic insight uh, from the Bible itself. I'm not going to be reading any things from my books that I normally read. We was talking about the signs in the heavens, and I was talking about Revelation and explaining what these signs are. So now we come to the point we've had blood moons. 
Tetrad. We had uh, Assign and Leo. Now we come to Virgo. We've talked about Virgo, the significance of Virgo, and what it means. So now we come to 2019, 2020, the beginning. We have an incident in China happen. A sickness comes out of nowhere called COVID-19, also known as coronavirus. The crown virus is what they call it. So here we go with the corona again, referring back to Leo, the crown. And they call it COVID, C-O-V-I-D-19. Interesting. COVID transfers over into Aramaic, which is Aramaic in Hebrew. It means Hobe. Hobe. Not Kobe. Hobe. You translate it back to the ancient Hebrew, it means Jacob. Yochov. It's a short form of Yochov in Hebrew. It's a nickname, a little, uh, how would you say, um, like you give any child a, a nickname that's sentimental. Jacob would have been called Hohbe. My little Hohbe. It also means James. Now. We still have people out partying during this time. People picketing during this time. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. People are getting sick. People are opening churches. They're doing things they're not really supposed to be doing. Here I am. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, our mayor means well. Uh, he did say we could get out occasionally and walk, but be careful. And I do take my walks on a semi-daily basis. But that's beside the point. I'm making a point. Hobe 19. Hobe 19. And we're going to go back to where a particular prophet mentioned Jacob's troubles. I find it interesting that COVID from English translates back to Aramaic, translates back to Hebrew as being Yochov. You catching me? Jacob's. Jacob. Okay, so could it possibly be that the Lord is alluding to the future? I believe so. 19 equals 10 and 9. 10 in Hebrew. I'm going to go back to Hebrew language here, which I am Hebrew, but I'm going to... Oops, not Hebrew letters and numbers. So, each letter is assigned a value. Tet or teth is 10. Okay, now I'm going to go in and pick a little bit better looking at things. Teth is 9. 
Okay. Yold. Yoldeth. 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 Yold is just a little divvy. And teth looks like a well. Okay. It forms a primary number of 10 and 9. 19. And it's usually written backwards. Tethyo. 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 So Tethyo. Kobe Tethyo. Tethyo. It makes you think what Tethyo means. Teth. G E G H. Also represents 10. Yod. Tethyod. Backwards. Tethyod is what it's saying. Or yodteth. Um, Or yud. Yudteth. Yudteth. We'll look that up. Um, they talk about it being a different number. Shemak Yotath. The Church of Jesus Christ is Christian fellowship. It means nest or basket. Yotath. Shemach Yotath. So he's saying Shemach. Shemach. Shah. Mach. Yoteth. So we're seeing Sha. Mach. Yoteth. That is the meaning. It's the number of man. Tet is the number of man. Remember that. Yold is the number 10. It represents God's name as creation. Shemach is 60, representing the protection, support, and memory, reminding us to lean upon the Lord and the law. So, Shemach, Yold Teth. What is he saying? Jacob. Jacob. Now, we're looking at the name simultaneously. And what he's saying. Shema Yod-Teth can be used to perform healing and those wishing for a miracle. It's moved by the Spirit. Injunction with prayer. So we're seeing the number of man is 9,000. 
It means nest. Jacob's nest. Nest. Yod is the name of the creator or the hidden spark. So a spark. Hidden. Shmach. It's number 60. Protection, support, or memory to lean upon to support, uphold God's law. So, Jacob's nest sparks hidden. Interesting. That it would be someone hidden for memory. Hidden for memory. And uphold by God. By God. Yahuwah. So this COVID-19 means Jacob's nest sparks hidden. Memory uphold by Yahuwah. He remembers. He wants us to remember him. And lean upon him as a support. Interesting that uh, that... Would be analyzed. Another one. The universal story of Kislev. It's a festival. That the old rabbis used to practice. Yod Teth Kislev. So, yo, he's talking about Jacob, and we're looking at Yod Kislev. Now we're looking at Yod Tet Kislev. Uh, it's a universal symbol for liberation, liberty. I'm just giving you some food for thought. Ted is a letter of Tov, meaning good. Inverted symbol. Uh, it goes on to say it, it has Chet symbolizing it. It represents pregnancy is a power of bringing potential to accusations. So it represents being pregnant. It's a sign of beauty. Sign of prophecy. The Tezakim. So we are looking at what Yud Kislov really means. So we can see Yud Kislov means just exactly what I'm saying. That the 19th Kislov. Yud Tet Kislov. 19. COVID-19. Is a, is a rabbinical term meaning life of imprisonment. Um, of being free of imprisonment. It leads into Shmach Yod Tet, which represents the church. 
interesting. Yod Tet represents God. It's the name of God itself, a savior and redeemer. He's a miracle maker. Is what he's saying. Yul Tet Shma. I am that I am the miracle maker. So there's your interpretation. He's saying, "Look at me, my people. Pay attention. I am coming. I am your miracle, your salvation." Interesting that he would communicate in such a way to get attention, but yet everybody's ignoring the whole fact. Yokov, look, I'm the hidden spark, the hidden message. So we have now looked at the present time. We're at a standstill, and the Lord is saying, "Look at me, Church. Look at me, Israel. Look at your Savior. Look at your Redeemer." Look at the one who's created you and made you. Look at you. So the message in this is he's saying, look for my coming. I am coming. No doubt about that. I am coming. And we are at a pulse. At a moment of reflection. At a moment of time. At a moment of research, as, as many people are using. But I'm looking at it as a pulse. A spiritual pulse, a physical pulse. The land is resting. We are resting. There's very much, not very much moving. We are relying on him to provide all our needs while we're in our home, just like during Prisach, the Passover. For the first time in nearly 3,000 years, my people went indoors in nearly 3,000 years. Now, also, I'm saved. And I believe in Yahuwah, Yeshua. So, therefore, I believe in the Father and the Son. I also believe in the Ruach. So, we're seeing a time that even the Gentile nations, the believers, are in a time of pulse. They're in their homes in reflection, spiritual reflection. And this sign showed three years before just before Trump was elected. Now, where are we at? We was on our way to recovery. And we forgot about our master and a redeemer. And now he's wanting us to look back on him. I'm going to say this. Jesus talked about the birth pains. He said they would be pestilence, famines, wars, so such. We are now in a time of pestilence. It's odd that there's been arguing, bickering, moaning, groaning, uh, you name it, in this nation. And I'm talking to America now, those that are listening to me. 
what the world sees us doing, they're going to do. We are believers, the few that is on here. We set role models. We set addictions. We set edicts. We, we make change. For nearly 40 plus years, we have denied the Father. We have denied his laws. We have denied his ways upon our hearts. We've accepted things that should not be brought in. We have removed things that should not be brought in. So I'm going to stop talking here. And we'll cut for about a minute or two and then come back. And we will finish our discussion. And I want to end it for tonight. But I want you to think, reflect. We have been aborting babies. We have been upholding laws that he disagrees with. I'm not going to go into discussion about that. We have been honoring things we shouldn't be honoring. And I'm not going to discuss about that here. We have been totally thrown him out of society. He can only take so much. He's given us a time frame to turn back. Turn ourselves back to him. Turn this nation back to him. And move forward in him. Or judgment will be laid. Jacob, wake up. Kohba, wake up. Manasseh, wake up. That's what he's saying. Sons of Jacob, wake up. Before it's too late. Our sister nation, Israel, did the same thing. And they went in to nearly 2,000 years of being separated from their land until 1947. They regained their land. Do we want the same thing happening to us? And I say sister, because we reflect. Our nation reflects what Israel, my people, were doing. And they're doing that now. We've talked about the Shemitah. The Shemitah is a harbinger of things to come. We have a choice. And he's laying these choices out for us in signs and in wonders. Um, I'm not going to say, but I am going to say that these are things that's going to fulfill themselves. We're receiving a warning. We are in the time of sorrows. Mentioned by Jesus or Yeshua. As a prelude to his coming. I wouldn't want to be the one facing the other end. Left behind because I didn't listen the, to the warnings. Of my fellow brothers and sisters. And those that are unsaved. I wouldn't want to be left hand, behind. To face what's going to come. Because in the end. It would be your death. And I don't mean a physical death either. You see. Because of the sins of our fathers, and I'm talking about Adam and Eve, I'm not talking about now. The sins of Adam and Eve put us in a predicament that we cannot face the Father without the saving grace. Grace is ticking. Tick, 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 tick. And time is running out. So I'm going to cut here. And I'll be back in about five minutes. All right, everybody, I'm back. I took about a five, ten minute break. Um, we're going to finish this hour. We was talking about the time ticking. So we discussed the signs uh, of Leo. And we've discussed the signs 
in combination the two two of many star patterns that form a prophetic sign. We discuss preludes of things, and now we're talking about here and now and what COVID meant. So interesting, COVID meant Jacob's nest, spark hidden, memory uphold by Yahuwah. A spark that's hidden in Jacob? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I believe that is talking about a particular person. I'm not alluding to myself because I'm not a spark, definitely not. But there is somebody hidden that will start a revival. Um, then we studied what America was in translation in Hebrew. It means Manasseh. Interesting. And Ephraim. Uh, causing to forget, to relieve, de- to forgive or forget, relieve of debt, fruit made. We are made fruitful. So this is what he's saying. Now, Yod Teth Kislov or Shema, Shema, Yod Teth, refers to exactly what I read here, COVID-19. The secret of COVID-19 is a fact, it's a warning. It's a time of pause and reflection before the final timing. We're at a top tick, tick, tick. Tick, and the clock has been ticking since 1949. Um, there's been signs and great signs that has happened through history, but right now Israel, like America, is twin, is at a stopping point. Time has stopped. Everything that we've done has stopped. The land is at rest. Uh, businesses are shut down. Um, debt. There's nothing moving. Um, a lot of mouths are opening in the wrong way, and a lot of good mouths are opening, and here we are. The church doors are locked, and people are searching for a way to get to God, but yet you're believers like you and me, and I am a believer. I do believe. I mean... Believe in the Messiah, my creator, my God. I believe in his son, Yeshua, who is Yeshua, Yahuwah. They're all one and the same, as he's revealed to me. I'm sitting. I have watched history. Not very many of my age. And... I'm still young yet, but I have seen history fulfill itself. I've watched <laughs> my tablet. I've watched You're not even supposed to be on. Sorry there. My thing came on here. Not supposed to. <laughs> there we go. Sorry for the music, everyone. Uh, <clears throat> what I'm trying to allude here to is I've watched history 
I was born in 77, so I'm telling you my age. I'm 43. And in that time, from the time of my birth, I was born under the sign of a Pisces, which is a constellation in here, and we will talk about that. But within that year, there was an eclipse. And around that eclipse at the same time, a comet passed through. So, And I was also born, believe it or not, under a solar eclipse. So I have two meanings, but that's beside the point. The point I'm making, I've watched the Iron Curtain fall. I watched the Challenger explosion. I've watched the rise of nations, the fall of nations. I've watched wars and rumors of wars. I've watched nation against nation, tongue against tongue. I've watched our own nation split apart right now. I've watched the church rise. I've watched the church fall several times. I've watched good presidents rise and bad presidents fall. All the time, a tiny little nation called Israel has stayed never-ending. Here we are. America's stock market is collapsed, partially. The world at large has done the same thing. They're worried. We have a virus called COVID-19, Corona virus, crown virus, out everywhere. It's causing boils. It's causing sickness. It's causing death. It's causing you name it. I have watched popes live and die, popes quit, popes blabbing their mouths, popes, whatever. I have seen history. I have seen past history. And you ask me how I did that. I've had two chances in my lifetime to actually step foot in Israel as a child with my father and tour Israel, my homeland. And America is also my homeland. That's why I say they're twins. What one's affected by, the other one's affected by. I've seen America send up great, big, enormous space shuttles, which a lot of the millennials probably wouldn't know what a space shuttle is, but I do. I was born in the 80s and 90s. I'm looked at as being old. <laughs> I'm not, but... But I lived in a time when space exploration was it. I watched the birth, the birth of the internet, its beginnings. I watched as a CD become a DVD, become online. This is a time frame I was born in. I watched computers go from being a big clunky machine in an office to sitting on the desk, to being in your hand, to being on your wrist. I've watched programs that went on computers that started out as word processing evolve for business to what we've got now. 
I'm now seeing the rise of AI, which 40 years ago, you wouldn't have heard these things. And I'm not talking off the top of my head. And now I'm seeing the rise of biometrics. Now, some of the young people that are ministers would say, what's biometrics? It's a scary thought. Take AI, combine it with a microchip, put that micro computerized microchip inside your body. It grows with you. It talks with you. It lives with you. It breathes with you. You become one with the Matrix. Remember the movie Matrix? The same thing. You can't buy nor sell nor do anything without this thing being in your body. Humans as we know it are obsolete because we are biomechanical beings. In that sense, we're a robot. They can control us. They can do whatever. These nanoparticles are wanting to put in our bodies in a hypergel state. And I have seen it tested in animals. Basically, bonds to your bones, bonds to your body, bonds to wherever they program it to bond to fix that area. It basically turns you into a human guinea pig. The, the IFD chip, IFRD chip, was only the beginning. These biometrics basically run your brain functions, your body functions, your health. When you get sick, they just deplete you out and replace you with new. I'm now seeing technology coming out where a baby can be took care of outside the womb. Um... 20 or 30 years ago, things that I've seen in visions would have never been imagined I'm seeing now. The phone is a good example. When I was a kid, you went home to talk on the phone. You didn't have a cell phone. And the cell phones I had were big clunky things. Now they're small. You have tablets instead of computers now. Even though we still use our computers, they're here. But the things they're coming out with are scary. We're seeing a day and age where the gospel is going to places where it's never gone before. 20 or 30 years ago, you had to rely on a human, going, a, a human evangelist going from America to wherever to bring that word. And some of the places it's hard to reach. Not now. Not with technology. I'm seeing far-reaching implications. Not many are watching it, but I've been discerning and watching. And I'm sitting here talking about it. And it's mind-boggling, the advancements. The next step is for the one we talk about to step on the scene. Take over everything. And the warning is... We are to turn back to him before it's too late. Brothers and sisters, now is the time to turn. We have a time frame. But once he comes and takes us home, there is no other chances. You'll be either going with him by hearing him call your name. Or you'll be left behind to face these things. And it's going to be a scary world, you being human. 
when you got somebody over here that has something there's not. Right now, currently in the medical community, just with corona alone, you're not only having deaths of people drowning in their own body fluids, their organs being destroyed, their hearts being destroyed. Those that survive this, brothers and sisters, I'm talking as a medical standpoint. They're coming out with rashes and boils on their skin. How can we ignore this? We can't. Because it's here. It's now. It's raging. Now, I'm not saying the horsemen of the apocalypse have been released yet. No. These are just signs and testings to the future. They will be another virus that will be more lethal, more deadly than this one. But we are seeing fulfillments that the Lord is showing us that prelude. He said these times would come. But the end is not yet. Now, I've also been following signs in Israel. There has been trumpet blasts. There has been skies opening up above the Temple Mount. There has been signs of angelic beings. There has been voices. There has been mist happening. These are all signs. There has been animals in nearly 2,000 years, snakes, doves, even foxes appearing on the Temple Mount itself that was told years ago would happen. We are standing at a precipice at a time. We are walking into the age of the Messiah. We are walking into the age of the kingdom. We are the kingdom. And we're seeing these things fulfilled. I implore you, open your eyes. Open the eyes around you before it's too late. Because once he does come, there is no hope. You will have to go through the great tribulation. And I wouldn't want to see any of my brothers and sisters down here suffering. Right now, we've got signs that people are being persecuted. It's starting. And it's tough. For someone like me to feel these things, to feel my kin, and I'm, I'm talking spiritually, hurting, it's hard. I have to sometimes pull away and, and shed my tears for another day. I'm going to cut a little bit, and I'll do the last ten minutes of our talk, and then I will call it a night. Um... I don't want to ramble too long. I've already been on more than an hour. so. But I am telling you what I see. And, and everything that God is doing is following the course of his word. I am only here to tell you what he tells me to tell you. And I will say there's many brothers and sisters in Christ that are seeing things. And I trust in those things. For you that scoff. I would take a second look and discern your times. If you truly follow the Messiah, as you say you do, I'm not laying judgment, for it's not me to decide, you would discern your times. And those that hate, I would turn back to the love of the Father before it's too late. I implore you. So I will cut, and we will finish our discussion, and then I will call it a night.